Welcome everybody to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today with me, I have Sana Peckmeth, who is the head of customer intelligence at Raiffeisen Bank International. Welcome, Sana. Welcome, Anke. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. <laughs> Sana, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, my usual first question is always, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself? So yeah, would you like to do that? Yes, no problem. Um, sure, my name is Anna Peckmes. Um, you said it well. I'm leading the team customer intelligence analytics in Raiffeisen, which is also kind of a tribe lead for IT for retail customer engagement tribe. Um, I am originally from Bosnia and Herzegovina, from Sarajevo, but uh, I lived um, in many places. I studied in the US for eight years. I was there for high school and college. Then I came back to Bosnia. Um, I worked there a little bit and uh, five or uh, four or five years ago, actually, we moved to Vienna with my family. Now I'm here. I like it very much. Um, and um, I would like to stay here. I have two daughters. Um, I'm very proud of, of them and they are really great girls. Um, yes, and, and that, is a, that is about me in short. <laughs> Sounds like a already very interesting life journey. So you say you you uh, lived in in the U.S. for yes. eight years. So you went yes. to high school there and then uh, university. Did you go there with your family or was this like a um, exchange thing? Actually, I was as I said originally. I came from from Sarajevo, and um, when right after the war in Sarajevo was over, which was in '96. Mm -hmm. um, I got a scholarship through a, it was called Community of Bosnia at that time, which was an international uh, organization sponsoring students from Bosnia, mm -hmm. uh, because it was a war-torn country and uh, it made sense that uh, the, the, the students got an opportunity to mm -hmm. get educated in the US and I was one of the lucky ones, I got a full scholarship to a beautiful private school in New York, uh, to New York State. Uh, it's a Rockland County. Uh, I think that the name of the school is Rockland County Day School. Uh, it was a private school and um, I was very lucky to, to, to have that opportunity in life because I met some great people. And it, the, the way actually how um, I shaped myself as a person, uh, really, um, I think that there's a lot of factors that, that um, that influenced me at that time, the way how I am today. So um, including also uh, wonderful people, my host parents at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, the old, the, the wonderful people I went to school with. Actually, there was a, a funny, an interesting fact that could be also interesting for our audience. Um, I went, when I, when, I, when I went to 96 in the high school, together with me, there was a, a famous cellist at the time, Hana Cheng, for example, this, this is something interesting. And Hana Cheng is one of the world known cellists um, who at the age of 10 uh, uh, won this um, uh, uh, big uh, uh, competition. And she also got an opportunity to study in the US and come from South Korea to the US. And that, I mean, these, this is the kind of people that I went to school with, which is, which is for me incredible. <laughs> 
<laughs> it sounds amazing, but and you emphasize a lot that you were lucky, but I think it wasn't just luck. I mean, not everybody gets a scholarship. You must have been quite good at school. Yes, I, I was. I But, you know, I was never, you know, one of those kids that really studied. Like, you know, I never had like straight A's. That was really something, you know, I, I was, I, I did a lot of stuff. Like, for example, in back in Bosnia, I did a lot of acting. I went to the music school at that time. I played piano. I did singing. You know, I was, I was really kind of multitasking and I had a lot of extracurricular activities and I really liked acting. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, you know, I guess I, I, I had a lot to bring as well to the school and that was interesting, yes. Mm -hmm. And I continued doing that in the States when I, when I came then. Uh, I, I knew that I need to study, I need to perform well because I need to earn the scholarship to the college because my parents, of course, couldn't afford an education um, mm -hmm. in the US. So I was studying hard, but also I continued to, to do this lot of extracurricular stuff. So. Mm -hmm. That sounds like you were a very, or are a very creative person. So, which is a, um, when you talk about you know being in IT, most people expect you to be very much into numbers, into technology, but they don't expect you to be a creative person. So this sounds like very contrary to what you might expect from someone who is working in IT. So maybe you would like to uh, tell us a little bit what brought you into IT from this creative, because I would, from what you tell me, I would expect you to be like a, an actress in a movie. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this, this is this is interesting, and and, and it, it's really my, my path to IT is interesting. It's not usual. Um, I I mean, how I how I ended up in the IT. So when I when I graduated college, uh, I started working. Actually, I had my dream job. Um, I was working for the World Bank project. I was in a small team. Uh, where we were doing some analysis, econometric analysis, because I was studying economics, econometrics, um, and it was really for a great cause, a job with a great purpose. I came back from the U.S. Um, I was placed in this, in this group to evaluate the impact of introducing a VAT tax in Bosnia um, mm -hmm. and how would that affect the poverty line, and, and it, it was an amazing project, and I really loved it, right? And this was exactly what I wanted to do. You know, come back from the U.S., help my country grow. You know, change the world. You know, <laughs> that that was the spirit. And um, but you know, reality got you know into me pretty quickly when I saw that you know, no matter how you know, I was young as well. I was 22. I was full of enthusiasm and you know, um, zest to 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 try new things. And I I thought I would change the world, but slowly I realized it's not so easy. Um, of course, uh, it takes time and one person cannot do it all. And um, I, I started to, to let's say, um, that then of course the project was over that I needed to find a different job. Um, then I got into banking because honestly, I saw that in Bosnia, at that time we didn't have much stable opportunities. And for me, um, in order to, 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 to be able to grow and to get from, from that, let's say, you know, uh, a life of, let's say, you know, of public institutions where I, I as, as a person, as an individual could not do so much. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can only go to the private sector. And I started my career then in Weisweisen. So for a very long time, I'm with the bank 
-hmm. and um it, it let's say allowed me a lot to grow my career a different i was at different places in the bank right but um how i how i started it was always connected to to uh, to it because mm -hmm. for example one of my first jobs was to set up this custody investment banking department and it had to mm -hmm. do a lot with it because we needed to to have this uh let's say reconciliation process with the uh, a security registry and the settlement process and there was a lot of um a, a lot of internal um uh, communication and internal translation with it department and that was always my job mm -hmm. so kind of from the business perspective to translate the requirements so like a like a business analyst that that mm -hmm. that was that was something that i did well and and something that i and i did in Raytheisen. And from the business analyst to the project manager, leading larger IT projects, um, and this is how my career evolved towards, let's say, uh, you know, an IT and cloud computing, where I'm really now uh, mm -hmm. being able to really lead these technologies, know the workflows, know the technologies, mm -hmm. orchestrate them, put them together in a meaningful way so that they, they bring business value. But it was never away from IT. I was always there somewhere in the in the you know the sweet spot of putting you know bringing the business to IT and and uh, back and forth. So that yeah. was the, the mutual symbiosis between IT and. Uh, so it sounds very much as if you were an interface between the business and the technology, right? Do I understand this correctly? Hmm? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean this. This is it. So it wasn't actually a conscious decision to go into IT. It was more something that evolved through the tasks you had to do, I assume. Yeah. And yes. um, what I also um, I, I seem to remember, you were not always at Raiffeisen. Didn't you go elsewhere for a while and then come back to Raiffeisen? Or is this something I'm making up? No, you're right. I mean, I had a true, let's say, uh, um, I, I call them picnics or excursions from from Raiffeisen, and uh, which were both interesting and, and, and a different experience. So um, I was a, a shortly a chief operating officer of a small bank in Bosnia, mm -hmm. uh, which again had to do with IT. And I, the reason why I was brought to that position because of my knowledge of actually payments and settlements and operations, so the back office part, uh, mm -hmm. which 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 also had a lot to do with IT and obviously the IT part of all of that uh, and also the cost management perspective so this this all had to do you know managing the capex and opex and projects and putting all that together mm -hmm. so this was really a, a growing experience for me um, I was young at, at that age I think I was the youngest board member in Bosnia but um, it allowed me to see you know uh, how it is really dealing on that level in a small bank because we were really in the in we were trying to, to coexist with the big international banks trying to find our place our niche um, and it was difficult then we decided to merge with another bank because the consolidation of the banking market in bosnia was very much needed because we had a lot of banks mm -hmm. but it was a growing process for me i learned a lot about how to manage with my colleagues together in a small uh, uh, small bank. It, 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 it's like a business. It was, it was a cool experience and I always take something good 
uh, from each experience they had. And also for one year, I also, uh, I think it was more than one year, I went to Accenture, mm -hmm. um, Accenture here in, in Austria. And um, this was, I mean, Accenture is a, a technology consulting company. And uh, for me, uh, it was also a growing experience. And it was interesting because I did a project uh, for Raiffeisen. So um, the reason why, why I think landed there was also to help uh, with the Raiffeisen accounts. I knew very well our you know, demands, Raiffeisen, where do we want to, to be? How do we want to transform? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it, 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 it really, it was a good fit for me because for Accenture, I was exposed to mm -hmm. really, uh, you know, superb number one consulting, you know, and colleagues who taught me a lot and, and who I still am in contact and uh, learning from. And then also to, to, to be able to contribute to a really great project in Serbia that we did. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the first digital um, lending product in, in that region. And that project makes me very proud because mm -hmm. we brought something really, really cool also to the region, right? To the mm -hmm. region that I'm close to with my heart, that, you know, the, the, the ex-Yugoslavian country, but also that, you know, we did a great thing. It was, it was a wonderful thing. And, and for example, the, the knowledge that I had from the back office, from payments, from leading the back office in Raiffeisen, helped me a lot with that project because you need to know, you know, to, to be able to have an end-to-end -end lending products, you need to know also how the back office works. Mm -hmm. So this is really cool, you know, for the folks that are watching this, you know, you cannot, it's not about, you know, only the automation of the front, you know, where you want to, you know, where you want a cool front end, then, you know, everything is so neat and nice. And then, you know, your back end is still messy. There's like 10 people who, who are needed out there, you know, and manually to process one loan, right? Uh, yeah. So this, this, this is the, this is the cool thing, right? That you need to kind of put everything together and then think, um, you know, we need to also automate the back office, the back process and, and to put it all together so that it, 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 it brings the business uh, uh, value that it's supposed mm. to bring. Yeah, yeah. So. I hear that you're very passionate about your country and you have mentioned a couple of times that it was important for you when you came back after, you know, finishing school, you went to Bosnia and you wanted to be uh, there to help build back up Bosnia and, and do something for your country. Now you're talking about this project that you're really proud of because you did something really cool also for, for your region. And I'm wondering, because you moved from Bosnia to Austria, what made you leave your country and, and come to, I mean, I love living in Vienna, so I, um, it's not about Vienna, it's more about why did you leave Bosnia? Or, yeah. mm -hmm. It was for me, um, hmm, it was many factors. Uh, one factor is that where I wanted to be with my career, I didn't have a chance to, 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 to do that mm -hmm. in Bosnia because, um, you know, I was already at the top, so I, I was a board member of the bank. Um, and for me, it, that was the critical, let's say, critical point in my life when I said I don't want to do banking anymore, right? I want to go into, like, not, not traditional banking. I really want to go into IT. I want to upskill myself. I want to work on a really cool digital transformation project that, to be honest, Ranke, I didn't see that happening in Bosnia at that time. There was no opportunity like that. Yeah. You know, people are 
you can you can work in a bank most of the projects are yes there there is a um, you can there is things to change but at that time which was five years ago um for me i just didn't see where i can go and i said you know mm -hmm. uh, i but i wanted to do large things you know i wanted to really be a change agent yeah. and um uh, for me to, to to change the the politics change mm -hmm. the system yeah that yeah. was not possible and yeah. i would be that i would i would just lose my time my energy and then I decided okay so this is this is not happening i would want to do that I, I would like to have an opportunity but it's just not happening i'm totally not mm -hmm. not appropriate for for anything not appropriate but not fit not fit for, for anything to, to to bring that change mm -hmm. and then um and then, then you know, and then on the other side, um, I realized, you know, what could help me also gain the skills and get exposed to really good stuff, like you know, cutting edge technologies. And it was clear that that I needed to leave. Mm -hmm. So that was how I made my decision. I understand. I think sometimes when you want to grow, you have to go elsewhere. It's just. What, yeah. what you have to do and um i was i'm wondering so you left bosnia did you already have your daughters then or did yes, uh, I, yes yeah so you moved with your entire family which brings me to the question um how did you go about the decision of moving your entire family because obviously your husband will also have to have a job here and the kids have to be relocated so how how did that work what experience did you have doing that? Oh, that was that was very painful. And I'll tell you, this, this is very hard for us. So my husband uh, had a job in Bosnia. Uh, he decided to leave the job mm -hmm. because um, he also wanted to, 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 to change the things. And we realized that, that for that children, we need to do something. It was just, it was just, um, it was a mutual decision. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult because, especially with my older daughter, because she was already second grade of the elementary school, they didn't know any language, any German. My husband is the only one who is fluent. Me, I am conversational in German. I was before, let's say, I, I can understand it. I, I wasn't fully that I didn't know the language. I knew a little bit and I can understand and I can, but now, at this point in, in life, I would say I'm conversational. I can speak, um, and uh, but for children, it was very difficult, mm -hmm. uh, and um, it was a difficult experience. It was a difficult. It was a struggle. It mm -hmm. was a struggle for us. Mm -hmm. So, how did did all of you adapt? How long did it take uh, for you for to to feel at home here in Vienna? Do you feel at home here in Vienna? Absolutely, yes. And this is absolutely yes. And we, this is what we decided. I mean, we had ideas of, you know, maybe explore further. For example, for me, I'm always playing with the thought of going back to, to States and, you know, mm -hmm. because maybe there is more uh, uh, opportunities there. But uh, I think with what, what we realized that we really like Austria a lot. Um, and uh, it's, it's very close to, 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 uh, to our culture. It's, there is a lot of ex-Yugoslavian people here. Mm -hmm. um, we have friends here. Our children are feeling at home. Mm -hmm. um, we are feeling at home. For me, um, 
I, I am, I am, I, I think I, I finally find my place, and this is very important for us. That you know, we decided mm -hmm. that um, we are staying here, and uh, um, mm -hmm. we, we, we want to, we want to uh, really settle. But let's say that, that that we are at this point. How long did it take us? Definitely two years. Not, I think that this was not less than that. Uh, mm -hmm. It took us two years to really, uh, because my husband didn't have a job for the first year. So uh, it was all on me, and then he was helping with the kids and with the home. But you know, it's also it was difficult for him because he also needed to find his place, and this is important for yes. partnership. It's important for for marriage and for everything. Mm -hmm. So um, then he got a job, and when he got a job, it started a little bit, um, you know, going back to normal everything again with the children, mm -hmm. and and also with Rife Eyes, and I feel at home. Mm -hmm. um and this this is this is because this is where i spend all my career so it, it's nice it's nice to feel like i'm contributing and i have really great team and i can see the results i can see the change and this is really also important right so that's actually uh, um, a thing i would like to talk to you about because we now know a little bit about your background your your story and that you work at Raiffeisen, but maybe you would like to explain a little bit about what you actually do there what do you do as a head of customer intelligence? What does that mean? I, I am leading a small team, customer intelligence analytics, but my, my impact and how I make my, how I work as a change agent is being a tribe IT co-lead uh, for retail customer engagement tribe, which is really uh, a big tribe and really cool tribe. We have people from all over the world who mm -hmm. work um, very multi-ethnic and diverse environment. Um, and um, in our tribe, actually, we have five products. Uh, mm -hmm. We have uh, uh, digital personalization, where we use analytics uh, and uh, uh, data science to calibrate and personalize our uh, banking offers and our products for the customers. And then we have a campaign management tool. This is a, a, a let's say, a, a CRM technology which we roll out to um, our market. Uh, we have 13 uh, uh, in markets in 13 countries in the CE region. Um, and then we have um, uh, retail analytics. Uh, this is retail customer analytics is a product where we actually do the data science, where the data scientists, uh, data scientists develop uh, different analytical models then we deploy in production. Um, then we have uh, customer uh, experience, so uh, kind of a systematic uh, customer feedback collection, which is a, again a technology that we, that we roll out uh, to to different markets in our country. So in the channels where we collect customer feedback, mm -hmm. and then use that to to improve our product. We use that also in data science as a kind of input data. Uh, for uh, analyzing uh, um, our customer behavior and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we, um, we have one of the most important products that we recently put together and where I am, let's say, kind of leading it and, and uh, really uh, um, uh, making sure that, that it, 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 um, it, it brings the value. It's the retail data, which means that um, what we want to do we want to collect the data and uh, centralize the retail, retail customer data from all our 13 markets in the cloud, mm -hmm. um, which means not only 
it's not about one database where you migrated into the cloud, but it's about various markets where we want to collect kind of a panoramic view of the customer in this uh, customer 360 context mm -hmm. um, and have that in the cloud um, and have the data centralized so we can use it uh, not only for the visualization purposes, but also for exploratory purposes for our data scientists. Mm -hmm. And um, this is really a large transformational project, uh, which we started. Um, and this will probably take some time, mm -hmm. but I, I, this, is, this is really uh, interesting. And this is something yeah. that uh, uh, we are running. That sounds really fascinating. I mean, um, actually, what I just what I was thinking about while you told me about this project was that um, I've heard a lot from a lot of women I've talked to that data science is a big um, field that is currently growing uh, like exponentially. So a lot of data science uh, scientists are looked for. Do you think this is something that you would re recommend people to look at if they are thinking about a career in IT? Because I feel that there is so much opportunity there to make do interesting projects if you have, um, yeah, if you if you choose this. Yes, uh, I would say data science. Data science is a science, right? Um, where where I think that that what we need more, and where I where I feel the demand is a data engineers. Okay. And um, and uh, my recommendation to mm -hmm. young women. Um, I think the data science and of course data engineering are very connected right you need this data engineering comes first right you need mm -hmm. to do the you need to be able to, to to collect the data you need to be able to clean it you need to able you need to be able to transform it in the right format and mm -hmm. then you know use it for any kind of modeling purposes mm -hmm. so i mean i think that 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 uh, where i would start if you know many years ago i i would like to uh, uh, be able to 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 uh, uh, to know these uh, this tool set and these workflows of data engineering in the cloud and of mm -hmm. course with the cloud tools. Um, for example, right now I'm I'm hiring a lot and uh, you have a lot of uh, situations where you have engineers who have dealt with their own premise tools, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it, I, I, it's very similar, and I, I would say that. Um, it wouldn't take a lot for, for somebody to upskill in the cloud, but I think that to be able to, to use these tools uh, with, with the AWS stock or uh, uh, GCP or Azure, it's important mm -hmm. to, 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 to have this as well. So, I mean, data engineering is something that I would say that is really demanded right now. Yeah. And I can see many, many, uh, uh, um, many much potential there. Uh, data science, um, I think you need to really be a scientist. Uh, this is what, what I uh, what I guess with my colleagues I've, that I had a pleasure and um, honor to work with, especially really talented women. Um, they are scientists, right? And uh, uh, you need to have you need to know the data, you need to know the the, the modeling tools, you need to understand the math, you need to understand mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, and I think uh, this is this this is a scientific process. That, that mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to say. Okay, I understand. And that's very good input. So I guess uh, what you're saying is, it makes more sense to if you are not into being a scientist and going through the process of getting the education to do that, but you're still interested in the field, it would make sense to on the one hand, go into data engineering. And the other thing that is a big growth market is also the whole cloud area. 
be it AWS yeah. or or GCP or, or Alibaba or whoever we're talking about. So these are skills that are definitely looked for if you're going into IT at the moment. And I, that's what I also see, that's true. I think the cloud computing is number one. It's essential. Mm -hmm. Cloud is essential and it's essential for data analytics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that this is, uh, I'm not very good with numbers, but I recently read that, you know, almost 70% of analytics will be in the cloud in the next yes. five years. I think that's also for scalability reasons. You have to have a place where you store all these uh, large amounts of data. There you have to have the possibility to scale up if you need more resources and you just can't do that on-prem, I guess. So, yeah, I, I also see that. Um, yeah, so apart from what fields to look at, what other um, tips or, uh, would you give to young women thinking about going to technology, doing something with technology? Because obviously there are different um, areas of interest, but there maybe you have some life, um, life tips for them. Yes, um, life tips. I think that there was a great book. I, I liked Sheryl Sandberg very much, but you know, the old Sheryl Sandberg. <laughs> okay. the, I mean, the, the one which, you know, when she started, the, the, she actually wrote this beautiful book, Lean In, right? Yeah. I mean, and uh, uh, and uh, where she was, and, and Option B as well is a very good book uh, that, that she uh, wrote after that of her husband, not to, to marginalize the importance of that book as well. But I, I like Cheryl, and I think Cheryl had a very good and powerful message for uh, us women mm -hmm. is to lean in, right? And I always remember that to lean in um, because sometimes we women, of course, uh, have more uh, uh, tendency to have an imposter syndrome, right? To feel uh, like we, we don't belong somewhere or that we cannot do anything. And that's very much, in, especially in technology for us women who mm -hmm. are in technology, because um, Right now, for example, I find myself very often the only woman on the table at the table, uh, uh, especially in the data area. Mm -hmm. So this this is not uh, uh, this is not this is not unusual, uh, and uh, we should really lean in, right? And and uh, because we are smart, you know, we we have we have the the smarts. We we have the, we have also emotional intelligence. We have we have everything that it takes. To understand and uh, lead, uh, uh, lead the change right towards results and lead that in a, in, a, in an impactful, you know, efficient and uh, a fruitful way. So mm -hmm. uh, I would encourage all the women to really, um, you know, never feel like imposters. Always look forward, lean in, be there, um, be visible, be loud, fight. <laughs> For, for for ourselves right and uh and also uh we should be uh supportive of each other and this mm -hmm. is very important this is what i try to do and i i i really am, am trying to tell my ladies at work uh in my team together with me that I, i'm there for them mm -hmm. and that they they feel this this encouragement and that um, um you know that that i'm there to support them for whatever mm -hmm the career or the personal life because it's also i mean we need to, to be there for each other i think it's yes. really important yes thank you for that because um that is also something i try to to push you know the the joint support you know because 
together, of course, we are stronger and men have their networks. I think it's important for us to be there for each other, especially because often there's just one or two at the same table. Um, yeah, so thank you, Sana. Thank you for sharing your story. It's an amazing thank story you, again. I <laughs> so love talking to you and to all the other women so much because you all have this incredible, very various, varied story. <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you very much for giving me opportunity to to have my voice heard, and that you know that I will have a chance to through you and your impactful channel to to um, also uh, reach out to, to to wonderful ladies, and also uh, when it, you know, guys, if you have questions for me, please reach out to me. Ronki can be my contact information if you want me to give you some advice how to let's say. Um, you know, upskill yourself in cloud or how I did it and, and share my, my journey, please just, you know, be free to contact me and I will reply for sure. Thank you, Zana. Thank you. And no, thank you, Veronica. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.